You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, June the 17th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today. And we are brought to you today by, once again, Locked On MLB. So be sure to join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, every day on the Locked On MLB podcast for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. You can subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether that be the Odyssey app, Apple, or Spotify. Be sure to leave a rating if, uh, if possible. And you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Cardinals have a winning streak. Didn't think that that would be possible after what happened in the last two weeks, but Cardinals go 6-0 and on the season against the Miami Marlins. They go 3-0 and this week against Miami, so they, they have a season sweep, as they say, against the Miami Marlins, which is uh, you know, something that if, if I say this a lot on the show, if you want to be the best or want to be a good team, You've got to beat the bad teams. Pretty simple. Um, and the, the Cardinals did that this week. And was it a convincing fashion always? No, it took late heroics in all three games. But hey, a win is a win, and you're not going to complain too much about wins. Because at this point, wins are few and far between. Cardinals just sit two games above 500, three games back of first place as the Cubs and Brewers uh, continue to sit in that tie as they have lost three straight. The Reds have won six straight, and there's two games uh, behind the, the Cubs and Brewers. Everybody in the National League Central is on a streak right now. Pirates have lost 10, Cardinals have won 3, Cincinnati's won 6, and the Brewers and Cubs have both lost 3 in a row. Um, and I think the the biggest key right now for the Cardinals going into this next stretch of games is the is the schedule. Cardinals definitely have the the easier schedule among any of the teams. There are four games at Atlanta this weekend, all evening games. They have an off day on Monday, and they've got two games at Detroit, and then four games at home against Pittsburgh, and then three games at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks to finish out the month. Then they travel to Colorado, so they don't really they don't face another uh, division or another playoff team rather that's projected to be in the playoffs based on how the standings are right now until um, until the Giants on July the fifth. So we got some time before we will see any playoff caliber uh, play, playoff caliber opponents, and that, that that's a good thing for St. Louis because when you're on a a losing streak or on a losing skid or on a, on a rough patch as, as the Cardinals have been, you know, it's a good thing to, to get a little bit of light off of the schedule, <laughs> to, to get a little lighter schedule, rather. And if we learned anything it, we've seen this week, the Cardinals have something in them. Yes, it's three games, and I'm not trying to do a complete 180, but it, you know, they, they only average let's see, four and two, six, five over. They only average about two and a half runs a game this weekend or this week against Miami. So, like I said, it wasn't convincing, 
But we learned that they still have a little bit in them, that they can beat the bad teams, that they do have solid pitching. And again, say what you will about the offense. This is still the major leagues, and you still have to get guys out. Marlins had reigning player of the week, Starling Marte on their team. They got guys that have hit in the past. And I was really impressed with Johan Oviedo, Johan Oviedo yesterday. Uh, but but I'll get into more specifics of the game um, in, in segment number two. And just as a just to be transparent, I did not did not watch the game. I was uh, for those of you who missed it on Twitter. I was um, public address announcer. Uh, one of them for uh, Illinois State softball third-place games uh, yesterday. So that was a lot of fun doing that. But sadly, I had to miss the Cardinal game. But don't worry. Watch the replay. Watch the highlights. Read some stuff. Looked at the box score. Read some more stuff and recorded my podcast. So um, definitely not coming in blind. And for those of you who didn't notice, I'm back on an actual microphone as I am back home in Bloomington for a couple of days and my microphone is back with me. So, um, But we, we learned that the Cardinals have something in the tank. And you, you can say this is just a three-game sk- stretch, and I get that. But this pitching staff should not be given up on just yet. Is it fixed? Are they, can we expect this kind of start from Kim and Oviedo every single time out? No, absolutely not. Wainwright, you probably can, although he is pitching on the road next, which might not fare very well um, pitching uh, against the team that drafted him. Um, or at least that that's how... The um, I think he'll pitch Saturday based on how the rotation lines up. But so you can expect that from Wainwright. I understand you can't expect six, seven innings from Kim and Oviedo every time out. But again, I'll get into specifics in a little bit. In a little bit, but the, this series was an improvement because the, the, this could easily have been one of those series where the Cardinals should have won three games or two out of three at least, and they fell flat on their face because they're they're still beat up from the Cubs series from the losing. For, from the the uh, the funk that they're in, could have very easily been one of those series. But they decided to go out, take care of business, provide some light heroics for a full capacity Bush Stadium. Uh, and again, Monday wasn't the the highest capacity or the highest uh, attendance, and it didn't get a whole lot better. Yesterday's announced attendance was twenty four thousand six hundred eighty two. I do expect that to get higher. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, uh, as the Cardinals have their first full capacity in a weekend um, weekend series coming up here next next week. But again, for the Cardinals to, to take care of business against Miami, I think it's more important than some people see. And yes, there, there were some managerial mistakes made by Schultz. The lineup yesterday, uh, Wednesday, was a, a questionable one at best. The decision just to sit guys and to move guys around, it, it might have been questionable, and I get that there are negatives, but just on a positive note, a sweep is a sweep, and you can't complain too much about a Cardinal sweep. So let's get into, into the, some of the specifics of yesterday's game as, as I was able to, to, to watch it, and boy, oh boy. Was it a pitcher's duel among pitcher's duels? So, um, segment number two will be breaking down that, giving my final recap thoughts on the Miami Marlins series. And then segment three will be a recap of this upcoming series against the Atlanta Braves as the Cardinals have a four-game set uh, against the Braves. So, segment two coming up in just a moment. Wealthfront.com can make investing easy. Whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, they have the right tools for every portfolio. They can create a portfolio for you that's globally diversified, has low-cost index funds in a matter of minutes. No more manual trading or picking stocks or watching the stock market each and every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. 
Wealthfront can even help lower your taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee, and it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. Cardinals with a 1-0 win over the Miami Marlins. And the, the story of the day, at least up until the ninth inning, was Johan Oviedo. Seven innings, six hits, zero walks, and four strikeouts. We've always known that the stuff is there for Oviedo. We've always known that. It's just a matter, is the control there? Is the consistency there? And we don't know the answer to the consistency question. We won't know that for a while. Um, until we see some some more data, some more appearances, and things of that nature. But we, we we're we're seeing at least steps in the right directions made by Johan Oviedo in his last two starts. And this one, he was really able to put it all together, going in, out, up, down, working well with Yachty. He even mixed in a base hit in his performance last night. <laughs> that was bizarre. I mean, after walking twice against the Cubs uh, last weekend and then now getting a hit, turning into a, a real professional hitter, as they say. But for, for Johan to, to come out and, and give the Cardinals seven solid innings, you know, not, not, this bull, not that this bullpen was taxed, but like I mentioned, they've got a four-game set against Atlanta coming up. And you would use the big three, Cabrera, Gallegos, Reyes, on back-to-back nights, so... Now you get a night where you don't have to use either one of them as you just use Andrew Miller and Ryan Helsley to get the last inning and a third for you. Uh, or last two innings, I'm sorry. Miller went two-thirds of an inning. Helsley goes an inning and a third. Obviously, both scoreless since the Cardinals won one to nothing. But again, Oviedo is young. He, he's still learning how to pitch at the major league level. He talked. Katie Wu tweeted about... Um, how he, he is learning to just be more confident in his pitches and how before he was just pitching to stay up, up as in stay up in the major leagues, and now he's um, taking a little bit more of a pitch-by-pitch approach, and that's helped with the walks. And we, we, we've seen that his last couple of starts. I mean, he walked zero in seven innings last night, obvious improvement. And then start before that, he just walked one in four and a third innings. Start before that, he walked two. So we've seen the walk numbers go down for Johan Oviedo in his last three starts, particularly in his last two starts, obviously. And if, if Oviedo can, can step up, especially in, in the ab- with the absence of Jack Flaherty and Miles Michaelis, although Jack Flaherty might come back sooner than expected, as he was uh, seen throwing or playing catch yesterday by Jeff Jones, and there might be he might be back now closer to July to August. But if Oviedo can kind of fill this or bridge the gap, rather, with a little bit more consistency, then that's huge. And again, I'm not trying to say that just because Kim and Oviedo had a a good start each, that means that the Cardinals' pitching problems are solved and that they they shouldn't go out and add a starter. They shouldn't go... No, I'm not saying that. But it it was promising to see two guys put together really nice starts. And I think Johan Oviedo has a future in St. Louis. And maybe he puts together a a few good starts and 
They, they trade at the deadline for a Kyle Gibson, a Jose Barrios, a Max Scherzer, something of that nature. Um, you know, maybe that that's where Oviedo is is going. Maybe he's just going to be used as trade bait if he gets higher or if he finds more success and his value goes higher. Maybe. That's a very real possibility. Um, at least you, one would go that route. I'm not trying to get a scoop here or anything. I'm not talking to John Mozeliak or Michael Gersh or anything of that nature. But Oviedo definitely took another step in the right direction. And as a rookie, as a young pitcher, that, that's really a lot of what I look for in, in starts, going from start to start, is what are you improving on from start to start? Oviedo is improving on his control. He's not striking everybody out. He only had four punch outs in seven innings. But he went seven innings and he was able to go a distance that he had not gone to this entire year. His, his longest outing this year up to this point was five innings. He did that just once back on April 28th. And then you even go back to last season, he never broke five innings. So, again, this was literally something we've never seen before from Johan Oviedo to go seven innings at the major league level. That's a huge step in the right direction. On the other side, former Cardinal Sandy Alcantara gets credited with a complete game, even though he got tagged with a loss, gave up six hits, an unearned run, a walk, and seven strikeouts. Dude is filthy. He's probably the guy that I, reg- not regret, but one of the guys that are, I, I think I would really kick my, I am kicking myself looking back on the Marcelo Zuna trade. Because this guy is legit. His ERA isn't, you know, it's 3.09 now after his start yesterday. And it's, you know, that's nothing, not anything that's going to blow you out of the water. But he got lit up in a recent start, or in a start a couple of weeks ago against the Los Angeles Dodgers, shoot, I guess it was a month ago, um, where he gave up eight earned in an inning and a third. Uh, That's an outlier. Because his ERA in May was 3.81. With that, his ERA in June is now 2.22. That's the kind of pitcher Alcantara can be. He induced some double play balls as well. Two of them, as a matter of fact. He's a guy that I really do wish the Cardinals would could have found a way to hold on to. And again, Ozuna put up decent numbers in St. Louis, helped them win a playoff series, in my opinion, in 2019. He was one of the only batters that hit in Atlanta, or against Atlanta back in 2019. Game 5 excluded, because everybody hit in Game 5. So, again, not trying to, you know, hindsight's 2020, but man, Alcantara would have been a nice pitcher to have right about now. He just got some electric stuff. Electric stuff. And I, I was really impressed that Dylan Carlson was able to get two hits off of him. And Miami Marlins are the Miami Marlins. I've said this before. Case in point, they had three errors. The one run that the Cardinals were able to muster up against Alcantara came after he had thrown upwards of 90-some-odd pitches, or upwards of 100 pitchers, pitches, excuse me, and it was an unearned run. A run's a run. Don't get me wrong. And I'll talk about Yachty in a moment. But... At some point, this, this offense needs to get it going. They just do. And, I, again, they're hurt. Even if Bader comes back, that's pretty much all your regulars back. This offense still isn't going to cut it, in my opinion. you got to find somewhere to improve, whether it's at second base if Edmonds out for a little while longer, whether it's at shortstop with Paul DeYoung, whether you do trade Bader and get a better center fielder, a more proven center fielder, whatever it might be. This offense needs to find a way to improve. But they just ran into a horse yesterday. Alcantara 
pitched really well, was carving in and out. But again, another day and another slow offensive night for St. Louis. It got sped up in the ninth inning. You had Goldschmidt leading things off, and you thought maybe back-to-back Goldie walk-offs. Well, Goldschmidt reaches on an air, and then O'Neill strikes out. Carpenter walks, and Molina rips one down the left field line for a walk-off single. If you're gonna give, if you're gonna be given the opportunities with errors to have extra runners on base, then you've got to take advantage of them. It's exactly what Yadi Air Molina was able to do. So yes, you could go one route with saying, "Oh, they only got one run, and that only one run was was unearned, and Cardinals didn't earn this win; they were given this win." Or you could say the Cardinals were given an opportunity; they could have squandered it, they could have got a double play, they could have not taken advantage of it. But hey, they took advantage of the opportunity that they were given, and that's a plus. There's two sides to every coin. You can go everywhere you want. All I know is the Cardinals got a win, and there's just three games back of first place. That's the that's the results. And not everything is results-based, but a lot of things are results-based. And the result yesterday was a win. I'm hoping going into this Brave series that that they can get a little bit more momentum going. They're 30 and 34 because this Miami Marlins series, I talked about it, you know, kind of hit or hit or miss there in segment one. Uh, but I talked about it that if you're going to be a good team, you got to beat up on the bad teams. That's what the Cardinals have an opportunity to do. This could be a real turning point. And I know, I already know that if the Cardinals do go on a winning streak, then even Cardinal fans, but everybody's going to be saying, ah, look at their schedule. It's a weak schedule. That doesn't matter. Baseball is a momentum game. In my opinion, it's all about who has the momentum, not only in a game, not only in an inning, but in a season. Who's got the momentum when? Obviously, you want the most momentum September going into October or in just October. Because even if you stumble into the playoffs, once you're there, anything can happen. Cardinals have a chance to use this weaker point in the schedule as a turning point for the season. And if they're able to do that, then it it doesn't even matter that they beat up on weaker teams. You use that momentum to beat the better teams later on. It's just three games. I get it. They didn't beat up the Marlins. It wasn't a lot of convincing wins. It took some comebacks. I get it. But a sweep is a sweep. And this could be, this next stretch of games could be a turning point for the Cardinals. And in a season that has had its ups and downs, every baseball season does, a turning point right now would be nice because I'm getting real tired of losses. And again, we've seen three wins this week. That's great. Let's get some more wins against the NL East, against Atlanta, and the AL Central with Detroit, and then it'd be really nice to see some wins in the division as the Cardinals play the Pirates next week. It'd be really nice once the Cardinals have the opportunity, because like I said, every team that they're about to play is under 500. The Braves are 30 and 34. The Tigers are 39 or 29 and 39, excuse me, and the Pirates are 23 and 44. But it'd be nice whenever the Cardinals do play somebody above 500. Right now, the next uh, team that'll have that opportunity will be the Giants at 42 and 25 to get to wins against above 500 teams. Because Cardinals, according to MLB.com, are 13-24 and 24 against teams that are above 500. 
So it's all about using this momentum. This is a, a sweep at home against the Marlins. Took care of business. Took some comebacks. Took some good pitching. Let's take this momentum and move into this Atlanta series. Our previous this Atlanta series coming up next on Locked On Cardinals. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest place to place all your bets on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We're almost to the All Star game, even, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Not just MLB, you can also get NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So head over there to get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, go to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50% welcome bonus. You can get that by entering the promo code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Why would you choose somewhere that you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts? Prices are always reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you could possibly need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find out the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, and you can see all the parts available for your car or your truck whether you are a do-it-yourselfer or a professional, Rock Auto is for you. And be sure to write Locked On in there. How did you hear about this box so they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Cardinals and Braves, always fun. And uh, you think back to 2019 and Cardinals knocking the Braves out of the postseason and ending their season. Uh, but that is history. Let's focus on the here and now. And the here and now is that the Braves, who I thought going into the season were World Series contenders, are now struggling to even win baseball games. They're 30 and 34, excuse me, 30 and 35 now, um, as they lost as I'm recording today's podcast. Um, and it's been a real struggle for Atlanta to win any games. So John Gant versus Charlie Morton. Um, we'll see. John Gant has mightily, mightily struggled his last two starts. Maybe he's a guy that the Cardinals use as trade bait if you're able to get a couple good starts out of Gant and see his trade value rise. Because maybe you see Oviedo as more of a future part of this team, whereas Gant maybe just isn't really fitting in right now. Who knows? Maybe that's why he cut his hair. He was seen photographed yesterday, the day before, with with his long flowing locks of hair cut off. So maybe new hair, new John Gant. Maybe he maybe he throws like eighty percent strikes. That would be a new John Gant. <laughs> that would be crazy, wouldn't it? Uh, but we'll, we'll see. As long as he pitches well, he he can walk six or seven guys. As long as he goes more than five innings, I'll be happy because that's. All I can be happy with, in my opinion, with John Gant is if he goes more than five. It's an absolute win. Uh, but Charlie Morton goes for the Braves tomorrow. Seven, sorry, 6-20 first pitch there. 6-20 first pitch again on Friday. Cardinals sending Carlos Martinez to the mound. And he faces his teammate's high school buddy, Max Freed. 
Um, Free comes in with a three and four record and a three six or sorry a four six two ERA. Free and Jack Flaherty, obviously some high school buddies there, uh, well documented with Flaherty and Giolito. But Martinez is going to be look looking to ride his um, you know use the momentum from his last start. And like I said on the on Monday's show, great Martinez pitched great. Tip of the cap to Carlos Martinez. That's awesome, wonderful job, great start. I got nothing wrong with that start. But you got to be consistent with it. Because before that, we saw 15 earned runs in four and two-thirds of an inning. And we've seen wildly inconsistent Carlos Martinez for the last two two seasons. And even before that, as a starter, two-time All-Star, but he's also had some really bad stretches. So keep showing me. I'm not saying you got to throw seven, um, you know, zero earned runs every single time out. But keep showing me some consistency. Or, heck, start showing me some consistency. But but keep keep throwing up some, some zeros or at least low number of earned runs going six, seven innings each start. Get that ERA down below five, preferably. <laughs> so we'll see what Carlos can do against the Atlanta Braves. And then Saturday night, Cardinals are once again for... For some reason, don't ask me who scheduled this. Uh, they're on national television as they're on Fox. Adam Wainwright gets the ball. Whew. This will be his 15th start against the team that drafted him. 3-6-3 ERA. But that's not the ERA um, that I'm looking at for Adam Wainwright. It's his first start away from Bush Stadium uh, since 2000. Since, I'm sorry, since May. Oh, I'm sorry, 12th career outing back in his home state since May of 2019. But again, the ERA, sorry, I got caught reading the wrong wrong stat line there. The ERA that I'm looking at is the road ERA. Four games for Wainwright, 18 and two-thirds of an inning, and an 8.20 ERA, hitters hitting 3.13 against him. His last road start came at Arizona. He only went five innings and gave up four earned runs. His road start before that was at San Diego. He gave up six earned runs in four innings. His road start before that was actually pretty good against Washington. Uh, but his other road start at Cincinnati where he gave up six earned and two and two-thirds of an inning. I mean, I hate to ask the question about Adam Wainwright because Adam Wainwright is usually so consistent. But which Adam Wainwright are we going to get? Is he going to be at home? Is, it, is he going to pitch like he does at home? Or is he going to pitch like he tends to do so on the road? Because if it's the former, Cardinals got a really good shot against Drew Smiley, who has an ERA above five. If he pitches like the latter and pitches like he normally does on the road, Cardinals might need to, to win a slugfest on Saturday. And then another Sunday night baseball game on Sunday. To my knowledge, that'll be the last one for St. Louis. And not to be whatever, but rightfully so, because they don't tend to play well in nationally televised games. It'll be K.K. Kim getting the ball. He pitched uh, the Sunday night game against the Padres, in which he allowed four runs on one earned and three and third of an innings pitched. So he will also, similar to Carlos Martinez, look to improve and use the momentum from his last good start into this start and find success against Atlanta. The Braves' starter is TBD at this time. Predicting this is so hard because you have so many questions. And that's that's a main problem with the starting rotation right now is it's full of question marks. Which Wayno are you going to get? Or are you going to get Wayno on the at home or on the road? Which John Gant you going to get now is starting to be a question. 
It's always been a question of which Carlos Martinez. How is Kim going to fare in his second start back from the IL? Just so many questions that it, it, it's it's hard to go into this series thinking, okay, Carlos is going to take three to four. Easy. They very well could. But it's, it's not an easy prediction to make. Whereas if they were playing like they are next weekend, the Pirates, or if they were playing the Marlins again, three out of four would be an easier prediction. With Nolan rested, hopefully the Cardinals have Tommy Edmond back. Hopefully the offense is ready to go. Um, maybe the offense can bust out against some, some high ERAs for the Atlanta Braves starting pitching. I don't know what games. I don't know how it's going to happen. I just got a feeling that it might just be a 3 out of 4 weekend for St. Louis. Call me blindly optimistic. Call me crazy. Call me dumb. Call me whatever you want. I just like the momentum this team is on right now. I like the fact that they're facing a weaker opponent. And again, you could argue that the Cardinals are the weaker opponent, but I think the Braves are, so I'm going to go with it. I think that the Cardinals somehow take 3 out of 4, although I wouldn't be too surprised as well if they split. Wishy-washy, but uh, my, my prediction is 3 out of 4. So be sure to listen to the Locked On Today podcast after you're done listening to this podcast. Um, it's where you get all your sports news in under 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the news in every major sport. Follow that podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball, and you can email the show at any time at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. But until I talk to you again, which will be tomorrow, hopefully recapping another Cardinal win, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.